Welcome to Convention Pulpit, Wesleyan Voices Past and Present, brought to you through the Ministry of Inner Church Holiness Convention. Visit our website for an entire library of great sermons and more information on this ministry, www.ihconvention.com. Today's sermon is by John Zecklin. It was preached in 1996 at the Interchurch Holiness Convention in Dayton, Ohio. He titles the sermon, The Voice of Holiness. I know you will enjoy this wonderful message. Keep passing it on, keep passing it on and on. Keep passing it on, keep passing it on, keep passing it on and on. I've been enjoying this convention been food to my soul. I appreciate the theme of revival. And that's my prayer, that God will revive us again, that we might see a moving of His Spirit in this the last day. And even though as we believe it is the last days, I believe that God is still able to move in our midst. Appreciated those messages last night. God bless their hearts for the truth. Turn with me this morning to the book of Isaiah, chapter 35. We're going to begin our reading with verse number one. Read the ten verses of this chapter. Praise God. Glory to God. (laughs) Glory to God. I just feel like we ought to mind God this morning. (laughs) Glory to his name. (laughs) Praise his matchless name. (laughs) Glory to God. (laughs) Praise his wonderful name. (laughs) Glory to God. The wilderness and the solitary place shall be glad for them, and the desert shall rejoice and blossom as the rose. It shall blossom abundantly and rejoice even with joy and singing. The glory of Lebanon shall be given unto it, the excellency of Carmel and Sharon. They shall see the glory of the Lord and the excellency of our God. Strengthen ye the the weak hands and confirm the feeble knees. Say to them that are of a fearful heart, be strong, fear not. Behold, your God will come with vengeance, even God with a recompense. He will come and save you. Then the eyes of the blind shall be opened and the ears of the deaf shall be unstopped. Then shall the lame man leap as an heart and the tongue of the dumb sing. For in the wilderness shall waters break out 
and streams in the desert. Glory be to God. And the parched ground shall become a pool, and the thirsty land springs of water. In the habitation of dragons, where each lay shall be grass with reeds and rushes. And a highway shall be there, and a way. And it shall be called the way of holiness. Glory be to God. <laughs> and it shall be called the way of holiness. Hallelujah this morning for the way of holiness. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. <laughs> the unclean shall not pass over it, but it shall be for those, the wayfaring men, though fools shall not err therein. No lion shall be there, nor any ravenous beast shall go up thereon. It shall not be found there, but the redeemed shall walk therein. And the ransomed of the Lord shall return and come to Zion with songs and everlasting joy upon their heads. They shall obtain joy and gladness and sorrow and sighing shall flee away. Glory to God. Isn't that, isn't that a thrilling scripture this morning? Praise be to the Lamb of God. I'd like to live for a text this morning, that verse 8. And a highway shall be there and away. And it shall be called the way of holiness. The unclean shall not pass over it, but it shall be for those, the wayfaring men, though fools shall not err therein. In our great state of Pennsylvania, I'm sure we have some keystoners here this morning. We have some things of which we're very proud. We have historical landmarks scattered all across the state. We have much industry, beautiful countryside. But one thing we have which we're not very proud of, and that's our potholes. <laughs> if you've traveled in Pennsylvania very much, you found that our roads are not very good. There's a highway that's not too far from our campus. I heard that it's been voted one of the worst roads in the nation. We're not very proud of that. But I've had the privilege of traveling on some highways that have been maintained by special funds, and they are truly super highways. A highway is to get from one place to another. Well, my Lord, the King, decided to build a highway from earth to glory. Praise his name. It needed to span all the chasms of human wretchedness. It needed to tunnel all the mountains of earthly difficulties. It needed to be wide enough and strong enough to hold the multitudes of the human race. It had to be blasted out of the rock of ages, cemented with the blood of the cross, put into place amid the shouting of angels, and God the Father sent His Son to build that road. Glory be to God. He put His head into it. He put his hands into it and he put his heart into it. And after it was completed, he waved those hands over the way and he cried, It is finished. 
Glory be to God. As Jesus hung on the cross on that great day when he purchased our plan of salvation, he cried out and said, it is finished. I'm glad this morning the way to heaven is finished. Blessed be his wonderful name. Florence Horton, in writing the song from our text, called it the King's Highway. This way of holiness this morning, I'd like to first of all notice, it is a pathway of distinction. It's a heavenly distinction. In verse 8, Isaiah said that it was a highway. <laughs> a highway. I've read that that word highway... <clears throat> comes from the root word meaning, pardon me, to raise up. Amen. In the beginning, when God created the world, He said, let us make man in our image and after our likeness. I believe this means that man was created a holy being. He was created a holy being, a holy being that knew no sin. For how could a holy God do anything but create a holy being? In fact, everything that God made was holy. Everything that he made was good. And when he was finished with it, he saw that it was good. He said that it was good. God never has nor will ever place his approval on anything that is unholy. Why? Because he is a holy God. Man did well until he was tempted by Satan and then he fell. And consequently, the entire human race fell into sin. But God, but God, before the footers were laid to this world, had a plan to restore man and lift him up from his fallen state. I say glory to God this morning. We can be restored by the grace of God. <clears throat> Just down from our campus, there is a used car dealer that just recently constructed a showroom. Inside that showroom, there are some old cars. They are beautiful. I was in there just a few days ago having some service work done on my car, and I looked at one of those old cars, and my, it's shown. I opened the door, and I looked inside. It was just gorgeous. But do you know those old cars didn't always look like that? No doubt there was a time when they were stored in someone's old barn and they collected dust and dirt and the fenders no doubt had dents in them and rust had been uh, uh, taking its toll on them. The windows no doubt were broken out and, and they were in deplorable shape. Uh, but someone looked at that old car and saw that there was potential and gave it a workover and completely restored it. Well, I want you to know something this morning. That's what Jesus Christ did for me. He looked at me when dirt and dust had collected, when sin had taken its toll. And it looked as though I was just a mess. But I'm glad that he took an interest in me and picked me up and restored me this morning. I'm glad it's a heavenly distinction. We've been lifted up from our fallen state and we've been raised to walk on this highway. Blessed be the name of the Lord. The songwriter said, in loving kindness Jesus came. 
my soul in mercy to reclaim. And from the depth of sin and shame, through grace He lifted me. He called me long before I heard, before my sinful heart was stirred. But when I took Him at His word, forgiven He lifted me. Blessed be His name. Now on a higher plane I dwell. Hallelujah this morning. And with my soul I know it is well. Yet how or why I cannot tell. He should have lifted me. From sinking sand He lifted me. With tender hand He lifted me. From shades of night to plains of light. Oh praise His name. He lifted me. Blessed be the name of the Lord. It's a heavenly distinction this morning. I don't believe the Lord has restored us to just place us in a showroom, but I believe He restored us that we might manifest the beauty of Christ. Secondly, it's a holy distinction. In verse 10, the Scripture says, But the redeemed shall walk there. The redeemed shall walk there. The redeemed are of a different class. They are now made holy. They have been set apart by God, not by man, but by God. They've been delivered from sin, and they now bear the mark of God. I read of Cain. After he slew Abel, he was sent out from the presence of God. There was a mark put on him, but not the kind of mark that I'm talking about this morning. I'm glad that God has placed a mark upon us. And Paul said, For ye are the temple of the living God, as God hath said, I will dwell in them and walk in them and I will be their God and they shall be my people. Blessed be the name of the Lord. They shall be my people. Aren't you glad for that this morning? He came to where I was and lifted me up and restored me and redeemed me and thank God claims me this morning. Blessed be his name. They have been the redeemed from a former life of sin. Paul said that sin no longer hath dominion over us. Aren't you glad this morning, first of all, that we believe that we can be delivered from sin? I think of what Brother Smool said. I believe it was the first night. There are those that are teaching that uh, they can be saved from anything but kept from nothing. But I'm glad this morning, thank God, we can be kept from sin. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Sin hath no more dominion over us. Paul spoke about the time when he did that which he did not want to do. They went on to say, There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. He said, but now being made free from sin and become servants to God, ye have your fruit unto holiness and the end everlasting life. Blessed be his name. The songwriter said, once I was bound by sin's galling fetters. Chained like a slave, I struggled in vain, but I received a glorious freedom. When Jesus broke my fetters in twain, it's glorious freedom this morning. It's wonderful freedom. No more in chains of sin I repine. For Jesus, the glorious emancipator, now and forever, he shall be mine. I'm glad he not only picked me up out of the miry clay, but I'm glad he cleaned me up. Praise God. 
I'm glad he just didn't brush the dirt off and let the stain there. But I'm glad, thank God, I've been cleansed from the stain. It's no longer there to remind me of the past. The stain is gone. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Another songwriter said, I rise to walk in heaven's own light above the world and sin with heart made pure and garments white and Christ enthroned within. Amazing grace, tis heaven below to feel the blood applied and Jesus, only Jesus, no, my Jesus crucified. I'm glad this morning that it is a pathway of distinction. And they under that, it's a heavenly distinction and it's a holy distinction. I'd like to notice further this morning, it is a pathway of demarcation. Not only a pathway of distinction, but a pathway of demarcation. In our text, Isaiah said, the unclean shall not pass over it. The unclean shall not pass over it. I believe this morning there is a definite line of separation. Paul said, come out from among them and be ye separate, saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing. Amen. For ye are the temple of the living God. I believe this morning we are to be separated from the world in our actions. I believe that when Jesus comes and He transforms our lives, we're separated from the world and there's no longer the desire for it there. If we have been born from above, I wonder why we want to feed on the mammon of this earth. I believe that we are to be separated in our actions. And I know we've heard about this in the convention, but I believe that we're to be separated from the world in our standards. I believe that. I believe this morning we ought to look like a Christian. I believe we ought to act like a Christian. I know it's not popular in our day, but I still believe it. I thank God for the truth that we've heard. I thank God and I identify with it. I believe it this morning. I believe that we're separated from the world in our heart. The heart is the first to compromise. We compromise first in our heart. Then when we get enough courage, we change the outward appearance. What happens in so many cases, we won't change ourselves, but we'll allow our children to do what we wish we could do. And I know that it's more than mere, mere rules and mere standards, but I believe in the principles of God's Word. I believe in the principles of modesty. I believe in the principles of honesty this morning. And I believe we need to be separate from the world. Come out from among them and be ye separate, saith the Lord. I believe holiness changes our desires. If our standard is the only thing that is separating us, we don't have enough, by the way. We need God. We need God and His holiness to change the evil propensity in our heart to a holy appetite. The reason we have so much problem today is because our appetite is not right. The reason we're craving the leeks and the garlics of the world is because we're not feeding on the heavenly manna. 
Our appetite is the product of the heart. And I ask us the question this morning, what are we hungering for? And I say, let's live what we profess. Let's be genuine. We're not kidding anyone but ourselves. There are those that are struggling because of a wrong appetite and yet won't do anything about it. I want you to know this morning, our young people are looking for those that are genuine and will live the life of holiness. They're looking for it. We have precious young people in our day. As it has already been said, there are those that have talked about the good old days and the revivals of yesteryear and seemingly implying that we can't see today what we saw yesterday. But I beg to differ with that this morning. And our young people are hungry for it. I've been working with young people now. And let me tell you, they're hungry for holiness. They're hungry to see us live what we profess. Let's do it, folk. Let's set the example. The Word says, if any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. Thirdly, I noticed this morning, it is a pathway of definition. The way of holiness, Isaiah said in verse 8. A highway shall be there in a way, and it shall be called the way of holiness. And I like that. It's not a way of holiness. I want to make something clear this morning. This is not an option, by the way. This is not an option. This experience is not something that we take or leave, but this is something that is demanded of God. This is something that is commanded of Him this morning. It is a definite way. In Jeremiah, the 31st chapter, and the verse number 21, the word says, Set thee up waymarks, make thee high heaps, set thine heart toward the highway. Israel had been taken into captivity, but the promise is given that they shall return. And so God had erected signposts indicating that this is the way. Walk ye in it. And I believe this morning that this is what we must preach, and we must preach it clear. This is the way. Paul said, For if the trumpet given on certain sound who shall prepare himself to battle. And I believe this morning we need to send the clear message. It is holiness. It's what we preach. It's what we teach. And it's what we must practice. It's what God commands and God demands. It is a definite way. It is a clear way. God has set himself up as the standard. And he said, be ye holy, for I am holy. And on this path, we're to keep ourselves unspotted from the world. Paul went on to say, Having therefore these promises, dearly beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh and spirit, perfecting holiness in the fear of God. And another scripture from Paul, that we henceforth be no more children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine, 
by the slight of men and cunning craftiness whereby they lie in wait to deceive. I thank God for the emphasis that was placed last night on this way of holiness rather than us being divided and going in all different directions and following uh, that uh, other individuals who may be good preachers, but may we stand by the way of holiness. Stand by and be no, henceforth no more children tossed to and fro. This is the way. Let us not try to mix this holiness with the so-called holiness of our day. Holiness is our character. Isaiah said, go through, go through the gates. Prepare ye the way of the people. Cast up. Cast up the highway, gather out the stones, and lift up a standard for the people. I believe this morning we need to gather out the stones. If Christ's ambassadors are to make the way straight and plain, they must not clutter the divine revelations with the stumbling stones of human prejudices or private opinions. We need to work the road and smooth out the road for those to follow. And I believe this morning that if we'll pick out the stumbling stones, we can see revival for holiness will cause us to love each other. Amen. Behold how they love one another. And I trust that God will help us some way to have this holiness so that the love of God will be seen among us. It reduces friction. It makes things run smoothly when the work of holiness is done in our heart. Holiness will cause us to bind and band together. Our youth are being driven out of the church because of our lack of love, which is a result of the absence of holiness. And I believe this morning we need to do everything we can to save our children. Holiness will cause us to bind together. Isaiah went on to say, let us lift up a standard to direct the march. We need to raise the flag of holiness. We need to raise the standard of holiness this morning. I understand that when a shipping vessel from a foreign country is sailing in American waters, they must fly the American flag. Well, let me tell you something. I believe this morning, as we have been brought from the life of sin into the life of holiness, let's fly the flag of holiness this morning. The standard thus becomes the flag that symbolizes Zion's ideals under which the people may assemble and following which they may march in triumph and loyalty and lead to heaven. In walking under the flag, I'm submitting myself to the powers of which the flag represents I thank God again for the motto that we have up here behind me. A heritage to keep, a heritage to share. Let's stay under the flag this morning. The message must be simple and authentic. If the church is to be successful, some of us must needs clear the way. They clear away the obstacles of the charted route. Others must bring materials and construct a highway along which the streams of converts may march. Others must remove such stones as might cause stumbling and still others must lift up a standard to direct the march. Let's be leaders this morning. Thank God for those who have been the leaders of the convention. And I want to say this morning, I thank God for the direction the convention is going. I appreciate it, Brother Sankey. I appreciate it so much. 
Thank God for our leaders. Let's stay under the flag this morning. What are we doing for the next generation? Our young people are not looking for an easier way like many people think they are. But they're looking for us to direct them in the clear way. The Hebrew writer said, seeing we also are encompassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses. I know this may refer to those in the grandstands of glory, but I believe it could certainly imply those that are around us and our young people are surrounding us as witnesses of our lives and our teaching. Let us contend for the faith that was once delivered unto the saints. And then let us possess the power of God. The power of God. The last words that Jesus gave to his disciples before he ascended into heaven were these, tarry ye until ye be endued with power from on high. Tarry until we have that Pentecostal power. It may not be too difficult for us to be different from the world in our standard, but it may be difficult for us to tarry until we are endued with this power. It is easy to learn how to go through the form and even, mo even move a crowd, but this morning we need the power of God. We need the power of God's presence in our midst. We need His power that will cause us to live right. We need His power that will make us effective. And we need His power that will make us different. Glory to God. It was Peter and John who said, Silver and gold have I none. Silver and gold have I none. But such as I have. Such as I have. Oh God, give us that power. Give us that kind of power that when they come to the altar, we're going to be able to pray them through. We're going to be able to bring them to birth. Give us that kind of power whereby we can work effectively. We can minister effectively. And I believe this morning, that's what makes the difference. We need more, and I say this carefully. We need more than education to produce powerful preachers. We need preachers with power who are properly educated to rightly divide the word of truth. We need the power of God this morning. We need it on our young people. We need it on our elderly this morning. And I'm a candidate for it. For it's the power of God that is attractive. Our youth are tired of the same old deadness. They're tired of the fussing. They're tired of the fussing. They're tired of the contention. They're tired of the, of the uh, always uh, the differences between us. They're looking for something that has life. They're looking for unity of the Spirit this morning. They're tired of the hypocrites. And I believe this morning we have what they need. We have it this morning. It's the way of holiness. It's a pathway of definition this morning. And then last of all, it's a pathway of delight. It's a pathway of delight. In verse 10, And the ransomed of the Lord shall return and come to Zion with songs and everlasting joy upon their heads.
Hallelujah. I believe the holiness people are a happy people this morning. Praise God. I believe they are a singing people. Amen. The holiness people sing better than anyone because they know what they're singing about. Glory be to God. And I'm glad to tell you this morning, they are a shouting people. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Savon Raleigh wrote in this, regarding this scripture and he said, and the ransomed shall come to Zion with shouting and everlasting joy shall be upon their heads. I'm glad this morning for the shouts of glory and I'm not ashamed of it. Blessed be his name. Hallelujah this morning. What we've sensed in this service, as I said, I'm in tune with that. I love that. That's my life. I appreciate it this morning. The saints have been crowned with eternal gladness. One of the marks of the holiness movement has been our joy. And I believe it still is the mark of those who enjoy holiness. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Do we still have the shout this morning? I believe we do. Let's keep it, my friend, and let's not be ashamed of it. Nehemiah said, the joy of the Lord is our strength. And if we're going to be victorious in this day, I know we're facing many adversaries. I know there's an enemy out there and not everybody is in our camp. But I want you to know the joy of the Lord is our strength. And we can be an overcomer. We're going to be victorious as our brother in the Bible study this morning directed our attention to heaven. We're on the highway of holiness. And we're on our way to the eternal city. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Holiness unto the Lord is our watchword and song. Holiness unto the Lord as we're marching along. Sing it. Shout it. Loud and long. Holiness unto the Lord now and forever. I pray this morning that God will help us as we go from this convention. May we go with a greater determination than ever to proclaim the message of holiness. It's our hope. It's our answer for our generation. God bless your heart. I'm glad this morning for the voice of holiness. It is our answer today. God bless your heart. I don't want to take for granted the heritage of holiness that has been passed on. I don't want to lose the fire. Thank you for listening to Convention Pulpit, a ministry of Interchurch Holiness Convention, featuring Wesleyan voices past and present. For more sermons or for more information, visit www.ihconvention.com. This ministry is made possible through the financial support of our listeners. You may give online at ihconvention.com or send your donation to IHC, Post Office Box 99, New Berlin, Pennsylvania, 17855, USA. It has been past, I don't want to lose the fire.